Hey guys, it's Table Talks with Atares, an inside look at the everyday conversations we have at our table. I'm MJ. I'm Ash. And today we're literally talking about our table. Just kidding. <laughs> talking about Sabbath and how do we rest. Our table's actually from Ikea. So right. There's our that. Ikea table. <laughs> we'll put the actual table model on the show notes so that you can buy the table that we have. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. But anyways, I think uh, we're going to take the next couple of weeks to just unpack some of our family rhythms and things that, you know, one, what does that even mean? Right. <laughs> you weirdos. <laughs> but I think one rhythm that kind of started the cascading rhythms mm-hmm. has been just taking a day out of the week to rest and enjoy just the work that we've done over the last six days. And so in this episode, we'll be unpacking that and what that means for us, where it started and where we're at with it today and what we hope to do with it into the future. (laughs) So here's the episode on Sabbath. Hope you guys enjoy. All right, so we want to get into talking about resting and how we've defined it for our family Mm -hmm. and calling it the Sabbath. Shabbat Shalom. Yeah, and I'm even hesitant to (laughs) call it that a lot of times because one, we're not Jewish. And then two, I just think there's so many... Words carry so much context yes. and, and other definitions. And so I'd like to unpack that for us. Yeah. And really, I think the best place to start is just with a little bit of background of what how it started. Mm-hmm. And it started with COVID. We became parents right around that time. Actually, Evie was born. We left the hospital a week later. The hospital shut down because of COVID. Right. Yeah, like the whole world. Yeah. Yeah. And so in terms of anything that we were used to doing, working or resting, (laughs) was severely disrupted, turned upside down. Right. And I think for me, in preparing to become a dad, I was using, I was listening to a lot of different podcasts, different books, different resources, uh, reading books. Mm -hmm. They were all over the spectrum in terms of usefulness or helpfulness. Some Mm. of them were great. Some of them were totally useless. And some of them were just straight garbage. But- (laughs) 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 one thing that i really enjoyed listening to was five minute fatherhood by Mm. jeremy Pryor. Mm -hmm. i think what stood out to me in his podcast is where the idea of having a sabbath rest was introduced Uh and again this is pre-covid right right but one of the things that he challenged was the concept of the way that we are raising families until they're 18 raising children till they're 18 and then once they're 18 they're on your own they're on and leave the house mm-hmm. there was of, of just like all of the ways that i've thought about or have heard about how people view family yeah. in western culture yeah here's one guy for the first time I, in my knowledge or in my just like research of this or, or hearing about it somebody was willing to put together like what he has seen as like historic multi-generational approaches to family and he calls them family teams mm-hmm. versus just like the hyper-individualistic westernized culture and thought of families where I'm responsible for you until you're 18 and then you're out of the house. Yeah. Generally, children are seen as a liability. Meanwhile, here's this guy who is willing to bridge these two places of probably more of like my cultural background Mm-hmm. Right. With like very family oriented Filipino culture. Right. And like the world that we're living in here in the U.S., westernized culture, westernized thought. So that's that's really what piqued my interest about one of the things that he kept reiterating 
was family rhythms and in particular the Sabbath. And so there wasn't even like a playbook that he gave, but it just got me to thinking about why it is important to rest Hmm. and what he does for his family. You know, they, they kind of take on a little bit more of the Jewish traditions where they have the prayers for men and for women. They have Sabbath candles. They have mm-hmm. Sabbath uh, plates. But it basically is a dinner, mm-hmm. right? And it's goes all the way back to just in the Old Testament where the Israelites were told to take a day out of the week mm-hmm. and take a break to not work, right? to take a Sabbath. Yep. And that's where the, you know, just sabbatical, the word sabbatical comes from and just like taking a break. And so it's just something that was really, I was cur- curious about, which is, has been the journey that you and I have been on for us taking a break every single week, once a day. For us, it's been Saturday. And what started that was really, for me, listening to the podcast, plus the fact that our weekly rhythm was just straight disrupted because of COVID. Mm. So I think from that, I was thinking about how could we implement this for ourselves mm-hmm. and not even try to do something super Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> but in that all of the ways that we've heard about Sabbath, we think about it in the Sunday context of like going to church. Uh-huh. And so I was like, well, what if we just try once a week instead of, you know, eating out or eating on paper plates or like, not thinking about it in a another way. Let's take one day a week. We picked Saturday mm-hmm. to actually slow down enough to bring out our, not our, we don't have fine china, but like not paper plates, our nice plates, right? Right. And fire up the grill and cook something nice and take it as a moment to intentionally just think about what resting means for us as a family. Yeah. And one of the things that got me excited about it is that like, Along with the resting, you know, we're working six days. So let's take the seventh day to actually enjoy the fruit of our work. Yeah. And actually go all out in terms of buying nice like steaks Mm -hmm. or things like that as a way to enjoy the fruit of our labor. And that's that's been something we've been doing ever since. Yeah. And it's been something that I think it's important to also add that even though we're taking Saturday night because it for us it like really starts Saturday night mm-hmm. it is not restful until we get there like there's actually a lot of preparation that needs to happen right. for us leading up to Saturday yeah. and there's actually a lot of work not that it's not restful but there's a lot of work associated with getting to a place where we can have that dinner and enjoy it so yeah I don't know it's just been something that I've really enjoyed for us because ever since then, we've also invited other people to the table and just leveraged like the Saturday night, like we want to bless you type mindset that we have because we've been blessed yeah. over the first six days as almost like a way to just bless others. Yeah. And- Let's talk a little bit about Sabbath, this concept of Sabbath in general, because it is a biblical concept, but mm-hmm. I think that there can be... Question if it's like legalistic, you know, you know what I mean? So let's talk a little bit about that. And then also I would love to hear just what you consider Mm -hmm. like rest. Because I think everybody has a different idea of what rest is, you know? Yeah, I think absolutely on the legalistic side, it's not 
that it should be mandated that we that Mm -hmm. everybody on saturday should now start having a meal together in the creation story god rested on the seventh day yeah right and so did he need rest no but he modeled that for us yeah and knowing that that's been something that's been modeled for us and walking in a rhythmic way that allows us to you know in my view of what rest is it's just enjoying the fruit of your labor yeah he created things for six days and on the seventh day he like made his dwelling among his creation yeah yeah and like so what does that mean for us really as a shadow of the rhythms that have been laid out for us on a weekly basis and so the way that and we don't always hit the mark on this right like we sometimes just go and step through it but it's taking the actual rhythm and pausing helps us position yourself in a way that allows you to think about the blessings you've received right days one through six yep and then on the seventh day when you're eating a delicious steak you're like wow like we have been blessed right and we can taste that through like the food that we're eating yeah and we want to share that with others so. right and i will say that through the- one of the things that I've really enjoyed through this process <laughs> is your steak game. Right. It a lot of YouTube like <laughs> a lot of YouTube videos have been watched uh, on how to grill it's a steak. It's on point after two years of doing this. Pretty much. Let me say that. <laughs> I mean, you've gone through a lot of iterations. Yeah. So I think for me, yeah, on the rest side, it's really, some of it is just like, man, we get to enjoy these things. Yeah. And like, let's go all out and like, you know, it's the the day of the week where Evie and I go out and get groceries. Yeah. I'm like, Evie, get, get something from the store get anything you want. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and so it's just, it's one of those things where like we get to practice and something we get to look forward to where we on the dessert side, like we try not to have desserts so that we can look forward to having desserts on Saturday. Right. 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 And whether or not I personally make it to Saturday, that's (laughs) a different story, but there's something about like a longing and a looking forward to yeah, that reminds you of just the ways that we have been blessed. And it also allows you to pause to recognize the ways you've been blessed. Mm-hmm. And then on the legalism side, you know, Colossians 2, 16, 17, therefore don't let anyone judge you in regard to food and drink or in the matter of a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath day. These are a shadow of what was to come. The substance is Christ. Hmm. And here's, so here's Paul saying, the day doesn't actually really matter. The actions that you're going through is pointing towards something greater. Right, right. And so positioning ourselves on a weekly rhythm that lets us put ourselves in the shadow of what has been given to us is why I like to continuously practice the Sabbath. And I get how this could be lost because, you know, there are definitely legalistic approaches to everything where you feel like I have to do this so that I can hit the mark. Yep. So I can feel like I'm a good, you know, believer. Right. And it's it's really just at the end of the day, it's one of these like attitude things. Yeah. Or mindset things or, or intent things. Yeah. Where you can be doing the exact same thing or you could have no Sabbath rhythm at all. And if you, you know, live your life in a way that puts itself in the shadow of the grace that you've received Mm -hmm. i think that's the direction you should be going but for us what that's looked like for us on a saturday night has just been taking a sabbath yeah having a meal and we're not even like it's not even this like extra spiritual thing it's like we literally just have a meal yeah we have people over because we as much as we can want to be able to share the blessings we've received as a family with others at the table yeah we've had great conversations even through that 
Yeah. Um, we've invited all sorts of different walks of life and, and it's just been so cool to be able to just share mm-hmm. and enjoy food together and to just know that, you know, we, we can work hard six days and we can look forward to the seventh day of, of rest yeah. and enjoyment and taking in the, the work that you've done the yep. first six days. Yeah. Yeah. I have a couple of thoughts on just how it's impacted me. I remember like I distinctly remember when you learned about this or were doing like the research on this and yeah. you were so excited to find something that was like so easy for us right. to replicate. Like, do we have a house? Do we have a table? Okay, let's have, invite people, you know, like, food? yeah, yeah, like that's all like you need to like invite people into our home yeah. and be able to relish in the mm-hmm. goodness of God's faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And I think a few things that really just uh, of how that has impacted me personally is I think sometimes when we are like ministry is hard work, right? Yeah. And so a lot of the times it's like the words that would come to my, to my mind, if I'm like thinking or describing ministry, it's like sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's, you know, you're wringing yourself out and all these things. And also there's this like other side of it that yeah. is joyful. Right. <laughs> and there is a delight in it. And there is, there's like these other, it's blessing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, have really loved being able to kind of just like receive those parts of ministry too. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like, we are blessed and we can share in that blessing with others, but it's also for us to enjoy as, as well, well. Yeah. you know? And so that's just been something that's really been a neat thing that mm-hmm. I feel like God has just really helped me to receive of like, this blessing is for you too, Ash. <laughs> like, yeah. don't forget that, you know? Right. I have this for you too, and I want you to enjoy it. Yeah. And we're going to add yeah, something I to that. Too, we were in a place post-COVID yeah. where any normal means of what it meant to participate or be involved were just put to a screeching halt. Yeah. And so yeah. there was no other way that, you could do something rhythmically as a family because you had to social distance. You had to stay at home. You couldn't be in gatherings greater than 10 or five or depending on who passed what law at what time. Right. Um, that we want, you know, that we abided by. Right. So there's limitations to what you could do. And we had just found that this was something that rather than trying to go out there, yeah. And do the thing out there. Man, let's just open up our table. Yep. And bring it in here. Yeah. And that's just been something that on top of the delight and joy of like just eating food together at a table. Yeah. It's something that was sustainable. Super sustainable. Right? Yeah. And, yep. it, and it's not and our kids are involved in it too. Like right. they get to be a part of it too, you know? Right. It's not like I don't feel like any of it has come at their expense. Well, yeah, because I think any other type of organized social gathering tends to usually be split up by age group or gender, right? And so this is something where, you know, we can keep our family intact and do something together. Right. And then on top of that, the people that we have at our table can see (laughs) just the realness of like how it is to have a two-year-old 
yep. and an eight month old yep. having dinner with you. Right. Um, and you know, several times it's also just watching like what, what does putting a two year old to bed look like? Right. And then having, you know, even more conversations after dinner, after the kids go to bed, which is probably like one of my favorite things too, is just like the, we can take off our parenting hat on a Saturday night yeah. and we yep. just have conversations at the table after that. Enjoy yep. like dessert or and drinks or whatnot. So yeah, it's sustainable. It's enjoyable. And it's also just something that we don't have to go out there to do. We can open the door and bring it in here. Right. That is something that we can easily continue on for, you know, years to come. Yeah. Yeah. I think also, you know, we've talked a lot about rhythms and, I think the rhythms that we've tried to build for our family are not for the purpose of like creating this like ideal life. Mm -hmm. And I think very rarely do we ever like Mm -hmm. (laughs) nail it, you know? I think it's much more about anchoring to rhythms that ground us as a family because I want the majority of my attention and energy and focus to be on the things that matter the most to me. Yeah. And so instead of like, now I have when I'm thinking about the the other rhythms that we have kind of leading up to this, it's like, you know, throughout the week, it's like planning meals and yeah, cleaning the house. Like there are all these things that have to be done and kind of work together. But also like, I want to be fully present with my kids too. Right. And so how, like it's, it's, it's not this elaborate thing. It's like mm-hmm. simple things that we've put in place mm-hmm. so that those things can get done in ways that don't take away from the time that I want mm-hmm. to be focusing with my children, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that kind of all leading up to this point on Saturday, like a designated point, helps us to intentionally disrupt our time and our schedule and our other rhythms to remember that our time ultimately doesn't belong to us. Right. (laughs) And like, it's okay. Kind of, I guess, just going back to like, to just sit in this and enjoy this and, and relish in this. And, you know, things are gonna get messy i mean people see how messy it is eating with our (laughs) kids and that's okay like all of that is okay right i think (laughs) maybe this is just me just being lazy but another reason i like it is i don't have to like we don't have to reinvent saturdays right we wake up saturday morning and we literally know how to step through it for the most part yeah without almost like needing to talk to each other right and and i think it started off with like Saturday being the day and like everything else that we've done around it has flowed through just establishing this one day where Saturday night we're going to be doing this. And then what we do leading up to Saturday night mm-hmm. is actually we, we clean the house yeah, and, and just get things to a place where we can rest. Yeah. Right. And so that's, that's work. And you know, f- for me, it's like putting things in place for like from the grocery standpoint, you like, you know, to actually take care of the house mm-hmm. and things like that. And th- these are things that we actually have to work hard on so that we can get to a spot on a Saturday. And so if we have to think about that every single time we need to think about that, it right. becomes so time consuming to be like, oh man, when do I need to do this right. XYZ yep. Yep. weekly necessary task? No, for us, we just like, we have Saturday button down in terms of it's it frees up mental space from like having to plan it again right from that i think we like saturday was the first day we kind of put on autopilot i would say yeah we built sunday off of that right where all of the preparing for the work week came on the sunday Uh afternoon time frame yep 
And then on top of that, we just like slowly iterated through like what the work week looks like on an evening standpoint. Yeah. The cornerstone of it was really implementing. Let's just find one day where we are doing this. Yep. And for us, it was Saturday. You know, we know others that do it on a Sunday. Like It doesn't really matter what the day is. Yeah. But as long as it's something where, you know, for us, man, we, we just know what we have. We're walking into. Yeah. You know, it's Thursday night, Friday night. What kind of dessert are we going to have mm-hmm. that we can anticipate and yeah. look forward to? Yeah. Things like that, that I think just, you know, it makes the rhythm of the week less daunting because you know those things are laid out for you already Mm -hmm. where we just step through it when we wake up when our heads come off the pillow saturday morning and we know exactly what to do that day yeah and i think this you know started all like you said in this period of time of covid where uncertainty disruption disruption but also like complete isolation and loneliness and we were first-time parents going through that yeah yeah i honestly think like if we didn't have graham living in the house with us at that time like i don't know what we would have done like right i don't know what that would have done to our marriage you know like we couldn't have people come or people didn't feel comfortable coming to like help us in that time and we like needed help you know and and I like desperately needed community because mm-hmm. I was drowning in motherhood for the first time. I have n- I had no idea what I was doing and was trying to figure it out with all manner of like anxiety and fear around me, you yeah. know? And so to be able to find a sustainable way to still have community with people was so yeah like life giving. It was literally a lifeline in that season. And since then, like we've been able to build on those relationships. We've been able to invite our neighbors to the table. We've Mm -hmm. been able to invite people we currently serve with, like at our church, people we served at like a previous church, you know? And it's just like, it's been such a fruitful way of being able to have that community with people. Yep in a sustainable way yeah. as first time parents yeah, in a season that was like so isolating and lonely. Yeah. There's just honestly something awesome that happens when you're seated at the table and there's food involved. Yeah. There's just like the communal aspect of it that is just unmatched with anything else. You put food at the table and it's just boom magic. So yeah, absolutely. We've been able to just continue having relationships because of this rhythm that we've been implementing. And Mm -hmm. you know what, what it means for us today is that, you know, we really want to just, it's, it's almost just like natural at this point Yeah. where we think about just much more nuanced things about it and not so much more like, well, what's Saturday going to look like? And it helps you just know that this is what the weekend will be. Yeah. And, you know, and we're not going to be inflexible that if there's something that comes up on a Saturday night that we should really attend or go to, that we will not say yes to that. Right. But that threshold has definitely increased. Yeah. Right. Where, man, better be something like a super, super important yeah. to be able to say yes to this because we've built something in where hopefully 10, 15 years from now, I don't know if I should, we should keep this, but people won't even invite us to anything on a Saturday night because they know we've got Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's Hopefully just... Hopefully everyone will just be here. We'll just have a massive table and literally everyone can Exactly. Come. Just have a massive pig <laughs> on a stick. 
and eat it up. But yeah, yeah. I, I think it's just something that I've, I've definitely enjoyed just going through with you. And our kids are only beginning to know and recognize the rhythms of that. Yeah. But it'll hopeful. Our hope is that it will get them to interact with people at the table. Yeah. That in any other setting, they would probably just be tucked away in the corner, right? Mm -hmm. Or put in another room. Yeah. And we just want to have them there to see and experience and know what it's like to share the blessing together with other people Yeah. at the table as a family. And I will say, I'm so thankful for the people who have been at our table, like literally everybody. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying there are specific people. I'm saying like literally everybody who comes yeah. is so gracious to our kids. You know, it's it's loud. It's not like at first, you know, when our kids are here, it's kind of like, you know, maybe one, you know, maybe our girl's having a meltdown or, you know, it's mm -hmm. just, and I'm just so grateful for the fact that like our kids get to be a part of this. Right. They're not exclu excluded from it, you yeah. know, like she gets so excited to welcome people. Welcome to our home, <laughs> right. you know, and it's just so fun to see her look forward to something like yeah. she knows yeah, she doesn't know her days of the week quite yet, but she knows yeah. when we say it's Saturday and so and so is coming. Are, yeah, yeah, people are coming to our house, and she's going to get to greet them. Yeah, yeah. And so, it's just so exciting to be able to do that as a family, and yeah. hopefully, like our kids will. It's something that will kind of become like a mark of our family that our kids will remember. Yeah. Well, hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Table Talks with the Tares. We'd love to hear from you. And if there's something you'd specifically like for us to talk about, visit honorsunderscore.com slash table talks to let us know. And if this episode was helpful to you, be sure to subscribe and to also share it with a friend. We really appreciate your support. All music is from the OG MJ Tare. Join us next time for another conversation at our table. <laughs>